Um, we're starting in chapter 13. That's where we, that's where we left off at uh, uh, 12. We finished 12 last week. And so we're going to, um, so we're jumping in. All right, here's verse one, uh, Proverbs chapter 13, uh, verse one. A wise, a wise child accepts a parent's discipline, but a marker refuses to listen to correction. So now again, remember we talked about this last week where we see these nuggets of wisdom in, 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 in Solomon's book here, where he says, here's what a wise person does. And here's what a foolish person does. Here's what a wise person does. Here's what a foolish person does. A wise child, he says, except what? A parent's discipline, but a mocker refuses to listen to correction. And so if you are wise, there is, listen, there is wisdom in receiving correction. There is wisdom in listening to correction. Listen, sometimes we have to understand that we don't know it all and that we don't have it all. And we need to listen to what wisdom says. Look, my mother is on this call. And I'm I'm 40 years old. And if my mother's like, listen, this is wrong or this is something I need to listen to that wisdom that they listen, that there is wisdom in accepting the discipline from from your parent. And now everybody's parental situation is different. Um, you know, there are some who may not know their fathers and there are some who may not even know their moms or or or, you know, we've got that uh, human trafficking event coming up this uh, this Friday, that gala, the anti-human trafficking event coming up this Friday, the gala. Um, and, and I can't wait. And, and, uh, so we got we got a whole table. We got an impact table that's going to be there. I'm glad, uh, happy for the people who were able to register. But watch this. There was a woman there last year who shared her testimony. Her mother and uncle trafficked her like they were her traffickers. And so and so with this, when we're talking about accepting discipline from a parent, that's with all things being equal. But the good thing about God is that God will place people in your life who will act as that father, who will act as that mother, who will act as that guardian, that sometimes it's not your natural parents. And, so, and, and, and that's unfortunate, but it's the reality of the situation. And so even from that person, even for, like if you, even if, you never, if you never had a father, th- that God will place person, people in your life who will act as that. But the whole point is, is that, that there is wisdom in accepting discipline from people who, who who know truth and people who can help keep you on the straight and narrow and people who can help you in life. Uh, so wise words will win you a good meal, but treacherous people have an appetite for violence. Verse three, those who can watch this. Oh, here we go. Y'all don't want to read verse three. Watch what it says. Watch this, Ma. It says, watch this, James. It says, those who control their tongue will have a long life. Oh, we don't want to listen. We don't want to control our son. I can't, our tongue, I can't help it. I had to say what I had to say. I'm going to let them know what I'm going to tell them how I feel. I'm going to let it out. I'm going to tell them, no, 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 no. It says those who control their tongue can have a long life. But watch this. Here's the contrast. He says, Sister Karen, watch this, Diamond. He says, but opening your mouth can ruin everything. Listen, that everything was going good until you had to open your mouth. Gene, Mike, it says that, look, that if you can control your tongue, you will have a long life. This reminds me, this reminds me of a scripture. Watch this. There's a scripture in James that even talks about this. We're going to New Testament. Watch this. Where he says, where he says, if you can't control your tongue, then your religion is in vain. That if, listen, that you may, look, you may think you close to God, but if, if you cannot control your tongue and you cannot control the things that you say, then you, you ain't as religious as you think you are. I'm paraphrasing. That's the, that's the Rick version of it, but it's in James. I'll pull it, I'll pull it up, um, uh, maybe after service and y'all can, and y'all can, and, and, and we can, uh, check that out. But listen, and so what he is saying here is, is that, 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 that if you can control your tongue, that's a wise person says that that, li- that goes to long life, that we don't have to say every single thing that 
comes to our mind, that we don't have to say every single thing that comes as far as a reaction. We do not have to always open our mouth and come at somebody. Sometimes we can do what? Sometimes we can keep our mouth shut. Watch this, that God could be putting a blessing right in front of you. Watch this. And the key to the blessing, Byron, and the key to that blessing, Jaleesa, and the key to whatever it is God has for you, Ivan, watch this, is can you keep your mouth shut long enough to just not ruin it? This is wisdom coming from Proverbs, y'all, that sometimes we have a tendency of ruin what, ruining what, what God is doing in our lives. Why? Because we can't keep our mouth shut because we got to just go ahead and say something because we got to go ahead and let them know what's on our mind. That's right. Look at, listen, that's my deacon right there. My deacon, right? Because he'd be reading the Bible too. Um, uh, uh, deacon Hackley just put it in James 1, 26. Watch this. This is what it says. If anyone thinks he is religious, here we go, and does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his heart, this person's religion is worthless. That's what the Bible says. Listen, don't, and don't forget, this. And I love the way the Bible puts it. It's talking about as far as, because the Bible says it's about a couple things. Number one, it says it's about controlling your tongue. Later on in James, it says, listen, you the, the real religion is what? Helping people who are in need and keeping yourself unspotted from the world. It says you can speak with tongues, you can do prophesy, you can do all this other kind of stuff. But if you don't have love, you have nothing. The Bible has a way of making this thing simple. Control your tongue, love people, help people, keep yourself inspired from the world. So you can go to church. I love it. Go ahead, go to church. Shout up and down the aisles. Wear your white on Usher Sunday. Make sure you wear your white gloves. March down the, the, the aisle the way the church people do and have a good time with that. And then make sure you bring whatever you need to bring for, for, for the potluck dinner in the church at night. And then make sure that you give the pastor the good offering. I mean, do all Do all that stuff if you want to. But if you don't love, if you don't control your tongue, if you don't give to people who need it, I see you laughing out because you know it's true. Give to people who need it and keep yourself unspotted from the world. You, listen, your usher whites can be as, as white as you want and you can be the head of the usher board and you can be the head deacon. You got, look, you got all the keys to the church. Every room in the church you got keys to. But if you cannot control your tongue, all of it is what? Worthless. We are reading the Bible tonight. Here it is. Watch this. So I'm going to read it again. Those, those who control their tongue will have a long life, but what? open your mouth you, and opening your mouth can ruin everything. Here we go. Lazy people want much, but get little. But those who work hard will prosper. Listen, Tanya on this call is one of the hardest working people I know. Tanya's always hustling. Tanya always out here working. But listen, lazy people want much, but they get very little. It says, but those who work hard shall prosper. Look, the Bible ain't anti-work. I don't know why people act like, oh, I want money, so I'm going to get on my knees. I'm going to pray. I'm going to ask the pastor to pull oil on my head. Like, this happens all the time. Like, even with impact, like, we help a lot of people. And But what they don't understand is, like, we're not in the business of perpetually helping you because you don't want to work. Like, we we help with assistance. It's called assistance. We can help you get food. We can help you with it. But we can't fund your life. That's not even biblical. It, listen, it says those, those, it says lazy people want a whole lot. But they get very little. Why? Because they're not, they're not doing anything. But those who work what? Work hard will prosper. Funny because a lot of times we sit here and say, well, if you just pray hard enough, you'll prosper. Or if you just, if you got enough faith, you'll have things. But no, if you, you work enough and get paid enough, you can get whatever you want. This is, but those who work hard will what? Will prosper. Since the godly hate lies, the wicked cause shame and disgrace. 
watch this. Godliness guards the path of the blameless, but evil are misled by sin. Man to be misled by our sin. This is the God, the godliness guards the path of the blameless. That godliness, watch this, as we, and, and not that we're blameless because because we're, we're not, but the fact that we are redeemed and that now God looks at us through the lens of what Christ did for us. He considers us righteous and considers us blameless because of Jesus, not because of anything that we did. This is but the evil, what? Misled by sin. Some who are poor, watch this, pretend to be rich. Others who are rich, pretend to be poor. Okay. Now here's what's interesting. Again, what he is saying is everything is not what it seems and talking about the hearts and intents of of people. Remember, you may have to go back if you didn't hear the introduction. These things aren't lined up as something that chronologically follows one another. These are just tidbits of wisdom that Solomon decided to write down and put inside this book. And he says, the rich pay a ransom for their lives, but the poor won't even get threatened. Again, these are just nuggets of wisdom. In verse nine, the life of the godly is full of light and joy, but the light of the wicked will be snuffed out. Here we go. Pride leads to conflict. Pride leads to conflict. Some of the conflict that we face in our lives, listen, there's some things going on. We talked about the holiday table and tables we don't want to sit at. Some of that has nothing to do with anything other than pride. And that pride leads to a conflict. And because either someone else has too much pride, or if I could say, Sometimes we have this struggle with pride too, and our own pride will not allow us to resolve a conflict, or our own pride won't allow us to say that I'm wrong. Watch this. Sometimes our own pride won't allow us to say, you know what, I was wrong, please forgive me, or our own pride won't allow us to forgive somebody else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Watch this. They trying to make it right, and this is something that I deal with. They trying to make it right. They trying to get back on your good side or they're trying, they're asking for forgiveness. They want, they want things to go back or they want at least you not to be mad at them or or at least just say you accept my apology. But there's something about our pride that rises up and says that this pride does what leads to conflict. Those who uh, take advice are wise says wealth from get rich, quick schemes quickly disappear. Listen, people will text you all the time, you know, come to this business meeting that I have. And then they got this whole thing where if you do this and you get this many people and you get that many people and we sell this and we do this, then we're going to, then all of us are going to, going to be making, you know, $200,000 a month. It's so much, it's so funny that they say that. It's like, but you, you've been doing this for six months and you still work your full-time job. So don't come to me with this when it ain't ain't working for you. And so I'm not the missing link. I'm not jumping in this. It says, well, it, it quickly, what disappears. Wealth from hard work does what? Grow over time. The thing that I love about what we're reading so far in this is number one, about pride. Number two, about making sure we control our tongue, as we told you, and that and that hard work is a biblical principle. Don't be sitting here wanting to pray about God dropping money in, into your pocket. Don't be sitting here praying about God make money come. You know, well, if I give them enough money to impact, then God's going to make sure that I'm rich. No, no, no. Work hard, it says. Well, and you and you and that 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 money that you get from working hard grows over time. But then there's a, the principle of being faithful stewards and the principle of being giving. And so we've got to manage that when we get it. Verse twelve: Hope deferred makes a heart sick, but a dream fulfilled is a tree of life. People who despise advice are asking for trouble. Individuals who you can't tell nothing to. They know everything. It doesn't even, no matter what you say, they, they got it up. They know everything. You can't tell them anything because they know people who can't take advice, despise advice, asking for trouble. Those who respect the command will succeed. The instruction of the wise is like a life-giving fountain, Byron. It says that those who respect a command will succeed. 
The instruction of the wise is a life-giving fountain. It says those who accept it and avoid the, sna- uh, avoid the snares of death. Uh, here we go, verse 15. A person with good sense is respected. A treacherous person is headed for destruction. Here we go. Watch this, y'all. Karen, this is my verse. Hey, Jaleesa. It says, wise people think before they act. Uh-oh. Here we go. Not just acting, not just doing something. No, no. It says a wise person does what? Think before they act. Fools don't. Watch this. Fools don't and even brag about their foolishness. That wise people think before they act. Foolish people don't. And what makes it even crazy is that foolish people then brag about their foolishness. You ever hear somebody brag on themselves or how they were acting a fool at work because their supervisor said something to them or somebody did something to them while they were at the mall, at the grocery store, and then they started acting a fool in the store because I ain't going to let nobody do that. I ain't let nobody run over me. Like, not only did you act foolishly, you are also bragging about how foolish you acted. The Bible's addressing it. Verse 17, an unreliable messenger stumbles into trouble, but a reliable messenger brings healing. It says, if you ignore criticism, you will end in poverty and disgrace. Uh, it says, but if you accept correction, you will be honored. It is pleasant to see dreams come true, but few, uh, but fool, uh, fools, excuse me, refuse to turn from evil to attain them. Meaning these fools refuse to turn from evil to attain these dreams, but says it is pleasant to see someone's dreams come true. Watch this, verse 20. Walk with the wise and become wise. This is so simple. You want to become wise? Hang around wise people. You want to become smart? Hang around smart people. You want to make make the right decisions? Start hanging around people who make right decisions. Here we go, though. The second part of verse 20 says what? Associate with fools and get into trouble. I try to drill that into my son's head now, and Manny just turned 10. He just turned 10. I try to tell him now, listen, you hang around people who are stupid, and you hang around people who are doing who are up to no good, you will look, you will be guilty by association. You, you, you mess around and you in this car and they doing this and they doing that. Guess what's gonna happen if all y'all get pulled over? You going to jail right with them. Like you, you, but look, you want to be wise. You want to become smart. What I need you to do is hang around wise and smart people. You ain't going to get wiser and you're not going to get smarter hanging around people who aren't wise and people who aren't smart. It's not going to happen. But if you want you want to change what's around you, change who's around you. You want to change what's around you, change who is around you. You Listen, you ever want to learn something about hustling and working? Hang around Tanya. But I hope you can keep up because she hustling and she out here working. She's doing all these different. If you want to if you want to learn something about how to work and you want to become wise about that and working in business and how to do this and how to do that. Hang around Tanya. You're going to learn something. Don't hang around her if you want to be if you want to be lazy because you won't be able to do it. You won't be able to hang with her. It was so funny. Sierra said that. So um, I, I guess I, I'm sure she won't mind me saying this. Um, that so she had a um, there was a group of friends. You know, even in, in, in high school, and you know, you, people grow up and they grow apart from people. And one of the criti- criticisms that one of the friends in high school had for another friend in high school was she too businesslike. What do you mean she's too businesslike? The girl's almost 40. She's running her own company. She works for, I think, the Department of Defense. She's got all, like, what you what you want her to do? Be out here, be ratchet and get her like you? Like, she don't do that because she's grown and she hangs around wise people. What you should be doing is saying, I need to hang around her so I can get on her level. And so, no, it's like you walk with the wise, you're going to become wise. But if you walk with fools, you're going to be in trouble. And listen, 
If people want to start judging you because you refuse to walk with them because they fools, let them judge you. They want to say you changed and how come you don't come around no more? Because I'm on something different right now. And you don't have to call them a fool. Just be like, I'm surrounding myself with some different stuff right now. Or I'm on a whole different thing and I'm exposing myself to something new. You can come with me. You can come with me. You know what I mean? Like, but I'm changing and you can change too. And we both can grow and we both can become wise and we both can, can grow in these areas. But if you want to stay the same again, feel free to, but I am changing what I'm around and I'm changing who I'm around because I'm trying to change what's around me. Verse 21 says trouble chases sinners while blessings reward the righteous. Trouble chases sinners, chases them down, can't get out of trouble. Trouble chases sinners while blessings reward the righteous. 22, good people leave an inheritance to their grandchildren, but the sinner's wealth passes to the godly. And here's the thing. Sometimes our inheritance to our grandchildren isn't even necessarily money. You know, it, it, it's fine if it is and it's good if it is. But sometimes imagine imagine your grandchildren inheriting values from you. Imagine your grandchildren inheriting uh, a, a, a giving nature and wanting to help people, and they and they inherit you know spirituality from you. Even so, listen, you always got something you can give your grandchildren. If you don't have money, you can give them. You if you can't even give them five dollars when you leave this earth, you can give them wisdom. You can give them. You can give them values. There's things that everybody can pass down uh, to their grandchildren. Verse twenty three says, "A poor person's farm may produce much food." but injustice sweeps it away. And again, this is the Bible talking about these things. When we talk about justice and, and what we see even now in our society, that it is wrong from a moral standpoint to treat people differently and to cheat people out of what is theirs. And, to, and because you treat someone a certain way because of their skin color or because of their gender and all this other kind of stuff, that's wrong. God is a God of what? Of justice is what it says. 24, uh, those who spare the rod of discipline hate their children. Uh-oh, but those who love their children care enough to discipline them. That's it. Those who spare the rod of discipline hate their children. But those who love their children care enough, it says, to discipline them. The godly eat to their heart's content. The belly of the wicked goes hungry. Let's go ahead to um to, to 14, and we'll, we'll probably finish there um, uh, tonight. Let my computer refresh real quick. Here we go. 14. By the way, we do have church Sunday. We have church right here on Zoom um, on Sunday at 10 a.m. I'll make sure that I send out the, the reminder text. Verse 14, uh, chapter 14, verse 1. A wise woman builds her home, but a foolish woman tears it down with her own hands. Those who follow the right path fears the Lord. Those who take the wrong path despise him. And this is one of the things that I love about, about, about the book of Proverbs is that as, as much wisdom as Solomon has, he writes it in such a way that it's so easy for us to understand. Don't forget, the first part of this whole book, he's begging people to listen, like listen to wisdom, listen to wisdom is calling out. Please listen, please follow wisdom's instructions. And he makes it so, uh, so, so plain to follow verse, uh, verse three, a fool's proud talk. Uh, and again, here's pride. A fool's proud talk becomes a rod that beats him, but the words of the wise, what keeps them safe without a, an oxen, a stable stays clean, but you need a star, a strong ox for a large harvest. That's wisdom saying that, listen, you can keep the stuff, you can keep the stable clean, but if you, without having an ox in it, but you need an ox if you're going to have a large harvest. So what do you do? Meaning what? Work, clean up after the ox. <laughs> Meaning work. We can't avoid it. 
Watch the word, verse five. An honest witness does not lie. A false witness breathes lies. A mocker seeks wisdom and never find it. Meaning someone that, 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 that mocking spirit, not wanting to be wise, scoffing at people, always having evil intent, says that they will seek wisdom and never find it. But don't forget that earlier in, 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 in earlier chapters, he talked about the fact that you can get wisdom if you're looking for it. And so sometimes, watch this, if wisdom seems to be avoiding us or avoiding a person, it has more to do with our heart and our, and our intent and what's going on inside of us than the availability of wisdom. Because he makes it plain that wisdom's available to anybody who asks. But he says a mocker seeks wisdom, but never finds it. Watch this. But knowledge comes easily to those with what? Understanding. Verse seven. Here we go. Tracy going to say amen to this one too. Says, stay away from fools. You won't find knowledge in on their lips. Telling us right there about what? The company we keep. Stay away from fools. You won't find knowledge on their lips. I'm trying to tell you sometimes, because, you know, as, not even just as a pastor, I mean, just talking to people who I know, for, whether it's work or whether it's, you know, friends or family, they'll say, well, so-and-so told me this and that. Like, well, why are you listening to them? Why are you listening to them? Do, 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 is their life producing any fruit that would make you think that they make wise decisions? And you're going to listen to them. Yeah, you know, like they give you your their opinion and you try to look at their life and you're like, well, it doesn't seem like you would be a wise person to listen to because I'm looking at where the path that you're taking and not that people because people make mistakes all the time. But the path that you intentionally take and and, because don't forget, the Bible says that there's a way that seems right to man, but the end leads to destruction And, and, and that and that and that God's ways is far from our ways. And so you could literally be thinking you're doing the right thing, but God's ways are so different from our ways that it's like that's not even that's not even in the in the right stratosphere with what God is thinking on that. And we've got to get our what? Our wisdom from him. And so it says stay away from fools because you're not going to find knowledge there. You're not going to find knowledge with a foolish person. Verse 8 says the prudent understand where they are going, but fools do what? Deceive themselves. It is one thing for Byron to fool me. It is one thing for Karen to trick me. It's one thing for Tyrell to say something to me that ain't true. It's one thing for Tanya to say and deceive me. But sometimes the the, the deception that we face in life is when we deceive ourselves. When there's these plain principles and we deceive ourselves. Oh, well, hanging out with so-and-so, well, having this person close to me ain't gonna hurt me. Oh, well, doing this ain't gonna, we deceiving ourselves, lying to ourselves telling ourselves it's going to be okay when it's like, no, it's not. You need to change. <laughs> no, it's not. We need to change. Deceiving ourselves. What's it? Fools make fun of guilt, but the godly acknowledge it and does what? And seek reconciliation. We may have to do a whole teaching on that, about acknowledging it and seeking re- reconciliation. And I'm trying to teach, I'm trying to teach Tracy and what it means to be uh, reconciled to, some, to, 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 to something or someone. Or situation. Verse 10, each heart knows its own bitterness and no one else can fully share its joy. Each heart knows its own bitterness. You know what's going on inside of you. You know those deep things that hurt you. You know those things that trigger you. You know that argument you had with your coworker or argument you had with a friend or argument you had with a family member ain't even really about the thing you were arguing about. It's about this deep thing inside, something that maybe they hurt you or maybe somebody else hurt you or maybe there's some sort of insecurity. And, and every now and again, in the discussion with somebody else, it does what? It lashes out. We know those things. But the beautiful thing is, is that God knows those things too. And if we allow God's work to happen in our life, he can handle those deep, dark guilt 
bitter issues in our heart and we don't have to lash out at people even the person who hurt us even the person who hurt us here we go verse 11 the house of the wicked will be destroyed but the tent of the godly will flourish there is a path before each person that seems right but it ends in death there it is there it is there's there's a path before each person and it seems right but it ends in death that goes to, listen, that's to say that, 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 that again, God's way is higher than our ways. God's way is different than our ways. We could literally be sitting down and trying to go through a path that seems right, but that seems right to our human mind. It seems right to our human heart. And this is why we say what? Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. That doesn't mean be stupid. What it says is I, I, I have understanding and I have wisdom, but my wisdom comes from God. It says what? And lean not to my own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And he will what? Direct your paths. That's what it says. Here we go. Verse 13. Laughter can conceal a heavy heart, but when the laughter ends, the grief remains. Oh, that's wisdom. Laughter can conceal a heavy heart, but when laughter ends, the grief remains. We can't cover up everything. <laughs> we can't avoid that. And you can laugh. You can go on a trip. You can do whatever it is you feel you need to do to make yourself feel better. But when that is over, that grief, that thing inside your heart, it's still going to be there. And and the wise thing to do, whether it's talk to a counselor, whether it's talk to a, a wise friend, um, is to handle those things. Because no matter you can you can you can you can you can do whatever you want to do to try to uh, uh, ignore it or not have to deal with it. And that's one thing that happens a lot of times in churches. Um, I've been doing a really good, a really good job tonight, not, not, not going on churches, but, I, but I'm, I'm not going to go hard right now. But I just want to say, like, what happens a lot of times is we bring you into the building and we get you shouting and, and making you feel good and say, and when, and, and when you get home, the whole thing's going to turn around. And then you get home and nothing has changed. And nothing has changed. Everything is still the same. Um, you know, because we can get you shouting if I tell you that, you know what I mean? Uh, but, but, but no, it's like, no, you, you've been inspired. You've been encouraged. You've been, you, you, you've been given the word and, 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 and now what? And now let's deal with our stuff. Cause that's really what it's about. That's really what, that's what, you know, Jesus came, what? To save those who were lost. And so we're saved. He saved us. If we accept him as our Lord and savior, we're saved. Right. Uh, and now it says, now we work out our own soul salvation. And it's God who searches the deep parts of man is what is, is what the Bible says, right? The deep was in our heart. He can search us to search me, oh God, bring out those things that are unpleasing to you. Verse 14, the black the, the backslider gets what they deserve. Good people reserve, uh, receive their reward. Only simpletons believe everything that they're told. And let me tell you something. I'm not going to do it too much, but church, churches love simpletons, boy. Oh, pastors could tell y'all, it could tell us anything. To, and we believe it. Tell it, I mean, simpletons will stand up in, in, in five different lines. We got the $100 line. We got the $50 line. We got the $20 line. We got the $10 line. If, if you're in the $100 line, you're going to be more blessed. You know, or, or I got these special rags that I'm selling. I put oil on the rags, and so I'm going to sell these rags to you. And if you give me $25, I'm going to send you this rag. It's got special oil on it, and you're going to touch your head with it, and nothing's ever going to happen to you ever again. It says simpletons believe everything that they're told. The prudent, what, carefully considers their steps. Hey, go back and listen on the link to that thing we talked about with time. And remember in Ephesians, he says, be careful how you live. That's a principle that we see here in Proverbs. The prudent does what? Carefully 
consider their steps. The wise are what? The wise are cautious and avoid danger. Oh, y'all want to go out? Where are we going? Where is it at? What time are we going? Who going to be there? The wise are what? Cautious. Be cautious and what? And avoid danger. Fools plunge ahead with recklessness, with reckless confidence. 17, short-tempered people do foolish things and schemers are hated. Here we go. Simpletons are clothed with foolishness, but the prudent are crowned with knowledge. Evil people will bow before good people. The wicked will bow at the gate of the godly. The poor are despised even by their neighbors, while the rich have many friends. Not that that's right. He's just saying that this is what happens. Uh, Verse 21, it's a sin to belittle one's neighbor. Blessed are those who what? Help the poor. This is what impact does. Says it's it's a sin to belittle one's neighbor. It says what? But blessed are those who help the poor. Interesting how he follows that up with what he said in verse 20, that the poor are despised by their neighbors while the rich have many friends. He says, but it's a, it's a sin to belittle your neighbor. Even if your neighbor is poor, he says what? Instead of belittling your neighbor, help your neighbor and you will be blessed. 22, if you plan to do evil, you will be lost. If you plan to do good, you will receive unfailing love and faithfulness. Here we go with work. Work brings profit. Y'all want to learn more about verse 23? Talk to Tanya. Work brings profit, but mere talk leads to poverty. Wealth is a crown for the wise. The effort of fools yield only foolishness. Truthful witness saves lives, but a false witness is a traitor. Those who fear the Lord are what? Secure. He will be a refuge for their children. The fear of the Lord is a life-giving fountain. It offers an escape from the uh, snares of death. A growing population is a king's glory. A prince without subjects has nothing. People with understanding, here we go. We're learning a lot tonight in these two chapters. Watch this. Uh, 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 People with understanding control their anger. Oh, we don't have to lash out every time we upset. We ain't got to say something every single time somebody make us mad. We ain't got to react to every single thing that is said to us. This is a person. People with understanding does what? Control their anger. A a hot-tempered person shows what? Great foolishness. A peaceful heart leads to a healthy body. Oh, man, the value of peace. The value of peace. The headaches, the stomach aches, can't sleep. No peace. No peace. God, some, that may need to be some of our prayers tonight. God, please bring peace. But you got to be willing to do what he, what, what, what he says to do for it to, for it to be there. For some of us, peace ain't there because of people. And it's like, there'll be more, there'll be more peace if, 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 if there'll be more peace if there's less people. <laughs> this person is causing, listen, this, this person is, is, and remember, Jesus says that the peace I give you is different from the peace the world gives. He says, he says, he says, the peace I give is totally different from the, like you had, and, and so to experience the peace of God, maybe we should do another teaching on the peace of God um, uh, coming up. Maybe I'll do that, do, do, do that on Sunday. But it says a peaceful heart leads to a healthy body. Jealousy is like cancer to the bones. Jealousy is like cancer to the bones. That might be enough. So I hope, uh, is Chris on here? I hope somebody's taking notes. Some of these things I want to dive in d- uh, deeper into that I'm not going to do tonight on Bible study. Uh, but I do want to do that jealousy like cancer to the bones. Um, those who oppress the poor insult their maker. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Listen, this is why impact, listen, this is why impact does what it does. 
look, this is why we help people. This is why we help uh, these organizations and we help the homeless and we help those who are being human trafficking. It says those who oppress the poor insult their maker, but helping the poor honors him. And look, I had somebody ask me the other day about something they had to do with, it may have been given or something to a church or something like that. And they, and, and, and it was between like, uh, maybe a light bill or something other than they had made them feel bad about that or something like that. And, you know, I sh- maybe I should give because of faith. I was like, listen, if it's, be- look, if it's between your lights being cut off and giving that church, you better pay your light bill. As a matter of fact, if you get the church, why won't the church pay your light bill is what I'm trying to figure out. How come they won't help you if they know you, the last little bit you got is going to some utility. Shouldn't they, they got marble floors in their lobby. They got, they got silver, you know, they got silver faucets in the bathrooms. They got all this fancy stuff. How come they not pay, helping you pay your light bill? You give the, 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 but the point is, is that that's, that's just another way of oppressing the poor. The church does it. The church does it too. It says those who oppress the poor insult their maker, but helping the poor honors him. Helping the poor does what? Honors him. The wicked are crushed by disaster, but the godly have a refuge when they die. Says wisdom is enshrined in an understanding heart. Wisdom is not found among fools. It reminds me of when the ladies were going to the tomb looking for Jesus, and the angel says, "Then why are you looking for the for the living among the dead?" Some of us is like, "Why are you looking for wisdom among those fools?" You expect that group to give you wisdom? You expect those people like, "What are you doing?" You got to go somewhere else. Godly godliness makes a nation great. But sin is a disgrace to any people. It says in verse 35, as we close out, a king rejoices in wise servants, but is angry to those who disgrace him.